0: I think this is the closest they've been in the Matthews era to winning the cup, this roster. Really? Yeah.
1: More so than the hype around last year?
0: Yeah. I would I would definitely think so. I think this team is more complete. If you look at their back end, especially, I would take Brody over Barry. I yeah, would take
1: but you're saying that in hindsight, I think there was a I last year I was feeling a lot more confident. Than I do this year because. Really?
0: So, yeah, NHL. I wanna talk some Toronto Maple Leafs. I haven't really heard your thoughts on what the Leafs have done. So, uh, what are your thoughts on what Kyle Deuce has done with this team? Simmons, Bogosian, Joe Thornton. Like, they they got some big names, some some depth guys, uh, veterans who can help out the squad. TJ Brody, the big name there. Um, let's start off with the first signing, Wayne Simmons. One year, one and a half million dollars a year. You like the signing?
1: I think they needed a guy to come in and um replace Clifford. Um, I think he would have been kind of a big hole, uh, losing him. I think one and a half million is is a decent price for Simmons. Um he's shown in the past he has a bit of offensive upside. The last couple of years obviously have been uh, a bit down, but I think he has more offensive upside than Clifford which is important when he's probably going to be playing with a guy like maybe Robertson who's kind of a, a faster skilled guy so Simmons can maybe keep up with him a little bit chip in with I could see him maybe getting 10 goals next year which I think would be a good number for him um, but yeah I think it it was important to get uh, a replacement in there for Clifford a guy that can step up with with a hit or a fight or things like that which is something that this lineup really lacks and you know, my, my thoughts on that, but uh, yeah, I think it was a good signing. Good, uh, good for the cost. Um, yeah. I, I overall, uh, I don't think it's going to move the needle that uh, that much, but I think it was a, a decent signing uh, a guy that we needed to get and do got him. So yeah, I, I like that signing for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm on the same page. I like the signing a lot. He's versatile throughout the lineup. He can play on the first line, second line, third line, fourth line if need be. Uh, Play on the power play. Um, Good leadership. Um, Veteran guy has been around the league for a while. Physical presence. uh, Good guy in the locker room. I think it's the perfect signing. And to get him for one and a half is very good. Um, I think he still has some hockey left in him. I know the past two years haven't been the greatest for him in terms of you know, goal production and stuff. Uh, but he played on New Jersey and he played on Buffalo. They aren't the greatest teams. If you put him with, you know, our offense, I think he's going to get at least 10 goals next year. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great signing. Uh, next signing, I guess, was TJ Brody, the big defenseman who we expected them to go after. Uh, not the right-handed defenseman, but still a guy who can play on the top pair with Morgan Riley. Uh, I believe it was four years at uh, five mil, five mil, four and a half. Five?
1: Uh, yeah, four years, five million.
0: Four years, five million dollars. What are your thoughts on this signing?
1: Um, at first, I I thought it was a good signing. I I knew us getting Peter Angelo was kind of a real long shot. I didn't really realistically seeing that ha- see that happen. So, Brody was kind of the second name on the board. Um, so I thought. If we can get him, I think uh, I think it's a move, even just for publicity sake, that Dubas had to make. I think every Leafs fan was saying you need to do something about the defense, so we went out and got the the, the best guy that we could realistically get. Um, I think Dubas kind of alluded to the fact we weren't ever really close with Peter Angelo at all. Um, we yeah. just didn't have the the money to get him. So yeah, I think I think it was uh, an okay signing. Um, I've Since we've got him, I've heard some things. Maybe he he could be kind of a Gardner Barry type where he might not be as willing to get into the corners, do do the dirty work in the in the defensive zone. That's I've I haven't really play much.
0: Yeah, that's not what I've seen from him. Like based on the highlights that I've watched, I think he is more defensive. I like from what I've seen, like I don't I don't think he's just gonna be strictly an offensive threat. I think he's actually a guy who will be a good penalty killer for the team. Will be good in the defensive zone. Is good at stick checking. Um, maybe not the best at at battling, like you said, like um, like hitting guys and and fighting for the puck in the corner. But I think just in terms of defensive instincts, he is good. But he's not the biggest body. But then mm-hmm. I guess with the next signing, we can talk about that. But uh, where do you see Brody playing on the Leafs? Like, do you think he's just he's gonna play on the first line with Riley do you think he's gonna play with Muzzin um power play time
1: I think they'll probably split him up with Muzzin I think it would make sense to probably have Muzzin down on the second pair um and keep put Riley and Brody together I think that would be that'd be a good a good mix I think it I think maybe late in a game if we're down um Keefe might decide to stack that line, go Muzzin and and Riley, um, but I think for for the most part throughout the season it'd be good to keep those two guys separated uh, to just have more balance because we all know our defense, even with the Brody signing and Bogosian, who I'm sure we're going to talk about next, still is looking a little bit iffy in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, so I could, I'll I I'll probably see him. I think we'll see him up with Riley most of the year, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I I doubt he gets much. Playoff or playoff. I doubt he gets much power play time. Uh-huh. Um, maybe some odd chances on the second unit. I don't think he will supplant uh, Riley up on the first unit at all, unless Riley really starts to struggle. Uh-huh. Um, and like you said, he'll probably get some time killing penalties too. Maybe they go with Muzzin and him as the top penalty killing pair um, to to see how they can how they can do but yeah I think I think like I said it was just a move that needed to be made I think it's it's a good signal to the fan base that Dubas is recognizing that defense was our weak point that we're not going to win a series with Marincin and Hall playing 20 minutes a night so I think it was good for him to address um address a need there and get the the best guy that we could realistically get so yeah overall it's uh it's hard to judge signings without ever because like I said I I don't I think both of us haven't had a good chance to watch Brody play being him out on the West coast with Calgary. He, it's really not in our time zones. So we don't get to see those games as much, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe have to reevaluate a couple of weeks in and see how he's doing. Yeah. But as of right now on paper, it was a signing that needed to be made. So as of right now, I think it, again, it's a, it's a decent signing for the Leafs.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think it's good. You're right. It had to be, it had to happen. They have to find a guy who can actually play with, with Riley. Um, I do think he's going to be their second line defenseman uh, or sorry, their uh, second power play defenseman um, with the four forwards. Um, I think he is a little bit more offensive than Muzzin. I would say, um, but I, I still think he's, he's very good defensively. Like I've seen his, his underlying numbers and they're pretty good. Um, and then the eye test as well, from what I've seen in the, in the highlights, he's, He's pretty good. I think defense comes first with this guy, not so much Gardner and Barry. So, I mean, I, I could be proven wrong. I hope not. Brody, I'd rather you just play, you know, strictly defensively, put up maybe 20 points <laughs> next year <laughs> and just, you know, have a good plus minus <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and play good in your own zone. I think that's what the Leafs need. And they address that more with Zach Bogosian, which broke midway through the last podcast um so they get big to play in a top six role and i love the signing it's a great signing he's a right-handed defenseman physical i just won the cup with tampa bay I, i watched a lot of that series i watched a lot of tampa throughout the playoffs i really liked what what i saw from him uh there was talks about the leafs getting him during the season as well uh but i think uh i think there was a Dubis said that or B- or Bogosian said that he had an interview planned with Bogosian right before the uh, David Ayers game happened. Uh, but then the Ayers game happened and that interview got canceled. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess it works out because the Leafs got him now. Uh, one year at a was it one mil yeah one year one mil for Bogosian. I love the signing, Tyler. Do you like the signing as much as I do?
1: Yeah, I think. One year, one million. You can't really go wrong. I think bringing in a guy who went all the way is big. I think he's a big physical presence that there on the blue line. I think it, it's a great story. He'd been injured for so long. He was part of that big trade with the the uh, the Sabers and the Jets a few years ago, the Evander Kane deal. Um, but he never really got a chance to play with uh, with Winnipeg just with injuries. So I think it was a great story this past year to see him finally get back in the game and stay healthy. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's tough to find, uh, to find issue with this signing. If it doesn't pan out, it, it was one year, 1 million. Um, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, he's not going to revolutionize the team, but I don't think, I think he's going to make a positive impact. Um, I think he it opens up a bit more, options on defense like he could be a good guy to pair with maybe Sandine on the bottom pairing there give him a, a good veteran guy with some defensive responsibility to, to play along with him and help him develop or he could yeah I th- I, th- I think he'll probably slot in on the on the third pairing all year um, I think I don't know if he's a top four guy I think he'll get a good amount of penalty kill time as well I think it's yeah I, I think you can never have enough defensive defenseman even if he might not play every game it's still great to have kind of seven or eight defense that are all nhl caliber not Barton marincin that can kind of come in and, and play games um yeah so like i said i don't think you can find much uh much bad to say about that signing
0: yeah it's starting to look like they actually have some depth on defense and they still have to sign travis Dermott but uh yeah they have and like you said they have loser they have Marincin, if they need to go to him, who's you know, good in his... I, his...
1: I, pray, I pray it doesn't come to that, but yep. I will definitely be expecting him to get in a, a handful of games this year, and that'll be just be unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to, to go with guys that aren't the most reliable. You just hope by the time the playoffs get around, we won't have to, to lean on yeah. him. But I yeah. think,
0: yeah, the only way he sneaks into the lineup is if there's injuries, because I would yeah. have Sandy and Endermitt and Miko Letnin ahead of him. Um, and I hope Sheldon would as well. Um, if, you t- if we take a look at the lines now, we got Riley Brody at the top. Then it's as of right now, I guess we can say, because Dermot isn't signed yet. Um, it would be Muzzin and Justin Hall. And then on the bottom pair, you could go with Sandine. I would go with Miko Letnin, And then on the right side, you have Bogosian. Um, what are your thoughts on the lines? Is, is that, is that good enough for you? Or do you think they have to go out and get, you know, another guy probably on the right side to replace Hall, I would say.
1: Yeah. I mean, Hall's a, a nice story, I guess kind of an under the radar guy who who's risen up through the, the AHL, one with them. And then he's come in and he's played well when he's been in. I don't, think he's a top four defenseman in the NHL especially for for a team with the aspirations of the Leafs I don't think he's a guy that should be playing 20 minutes a night in the playoffs um, so in an ideal world we could go out we would go out and get a, a second pairing defenseman right now with the fact that we're right up against the cap and we still don't have Makayev or Dermott signed I think a move has to come um, whether or not it's it's trading Dermot or Mikaev, trading a guy in our lineup. I think a move for sure is coming. Um, we'll see what what that materializes into. I think Hall is is a decent trade chip if we look at that route. He is three years at $2 million a year, which is quite reasonable. I think, he, like I said, he's shown he's an, an NHL-caliber defenseman. I think on most playoff teams, he's a fifth or a sixth guy, but he's a solid guy down there. Um, yeah, it, like I said, in an ideal world, we would be going out and getting a, a second-pairing defenseman. I think Dubas is probably looking at trades for, for that position um, as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we don't get that, I mean, it's, it's definitely not the end of the world. Letnin, we could give him a shot with, with Muzzin. Um, I haven't, I really didn't know much about him. One of my friends told me he's, he won Defenseman of the Year in the KHL, so... Mm-hmm. On paper, that sounds promising. um The last Russian defenseman we brought in didn't obviously pan out exactly yeah, how we would have liked. Yeah. Whether or not it's, uh, I think that might be more management fault giving him such a it, giant contract. But, but he's but,
0: not Russian, right? Is Letnin is is Finnish, I believe.
1: Oh, Finnish. Well,
0: KHL defenseman. I mean, you mean? Yeah,
1: right? KHL. <laughs> more so, but yeah, I guess Letnin is a is a Finnish name, but. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see Letnin getting a shot uh, in the top four, um, maybe a tiny bit of play uh, or power play time in, in preseason, maybe to start the season. If he shows what he can do in preseason, he might get some some power play time in the regular season. I could see. I'd love to see Sandine get a shot in the top four. I know it might not work out with left-handed, right-handed defensemen, but I think he's he's a guy that should get more games than he got last year. I think. At this point in his development, the AHL another year down there won't really do him much good. I think he deserves to to be an NHL defenseman. Um, so it'd be nice to see him getting some shots in, in the top four. I think realistically he'll spend, once he gets into the lineup, probably on the bottom pairing. But yeah, I think you touched on it before with the fact that we have a lot more depth. This year than than we did this time last year. I think I feel a bit better about our our options. To me, it's just about lining up the guys that are better than Marincin. And mm-hmm. Right now, I think we have seven guys that are better than Marinchen. So I feel good that Marinchen <laughs> will not line up anytime soon, barring any crazy injuries or coronavirus outbreaks on the team. Yeah. So yeah, I I feel better on defense than I did last year, but that's who knows what's going to happen like like you said with um
0: anything can happen like yeah brody could turn into tyson berry and then we're it's the same thing as last year um the thing with Sandine, like this guy has to play like he has to play at some Mm -hmm. point he can't just be their healthy scratch and especially if there's no ahl to send him to there might not be an ahl right so like you can't just have him sitting there do they can they let him sign with a team in like uh in switzerland where joe thornton's playing and and he can just play there potentially you never you never know because i think the bogosian move says a lot because you sign bogosian you expect him to be in the lineup like in the important games and in the playoffs so that kind of moves Sandine out of the lineup especially if you bring dermot back right because then dermot's on the bottom pair with bogosian and then you still have hall maybe they go with maybe they go with seven defensemen i don't know but like they they have to play Sandine, and you'd in an ideal world in a, in an ideal world, you play Liljegren as well, but where do you play them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think there will be a trade coming. I think it's going to be Kerfoot. Um,
1: yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure we were going to talk about the trade. I was going to say, for me, Kerfoot would be the number one guy. I think before Kerfoot, it was Janssen, and we saw he got dealt for uh, for Joey Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we. Could have got more to change topics a little bit. I feel like we could have got a bit more for Janssen. I think teams knew we were in a cap crunch, so we didn't have as much leverage as we could have. Um, but it, it it was sad to see Janssen go for for such a small. Yeah. Um, I was a expecting
0: at player. at least a draft pick, to, a draft pick as well in that trade. Yeah. Like I can't, yeah. you can't sleep on Joey Anderson because he's. He's a good player. Like he was captain for uh for the United States under eighteen team. Um, he's had, you know, a good performance playing with their development camp. Um, he's good defensively, apparently, which is what the Leafs need. Um, but yeah, like as soon as the trade happens, you're like, who is this guy, right? Yeah. I think that's what Leaf's fit fans uh, initial reaction was. And still like looking at it more and more and reading more about Anderson. And, you know, he is a good player. He might be a, a top nine guy in a couple of years for them, but it's Andreas Janssen who is a top six guy right now. Mm-hmm. You could probably get another prospect or a draft pick as well. Um, I know there was, you know, rumors that uh, Janssen could have gone to Florida and uh, they could have got Mackenzie Wieger potentially. It could have been Janssen and it could have been Dermot going back in a package deal for Mackenzie Um I would have done that. Um, because I don't know if if you've been listening to the big league, which is the one I got with Connor, but I think I think Dermot isn't very good. I don't think Dermot is good. So yeah,
1: no, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I've been saying the same thing for a while. He, yeah, I don't know. I to me, he doesn't pass the eye test. Whenever he's out on the ice, he 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 plays hard and he plays with a lot of with a lot of passion, which is something that I think. A lot of guys on the lease lack a little bit I think he can he's a little bit gritty too he doesn't mind getting in the corners and and playing a, a rough game but to me I think he he still makes a lot of of rookie mistakes I think he he can be soft on the puck at times I think he can be a little bit quick to make a pass that he probably shouldn't make or should take a little bit more time to to see what he can do um yeah, like I definitely don't have full confidence in him when he's on the ice. He's definitely not a guy that I would like to see play more than 10 or 12 minutes in the playoffs. Wow, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see him getting moved. The fact that I've heard so little. I've heard a lot about Makayev and his arbitration. If it's going to go to arbitration, they're working out a deal. I've heard a lot of back and forth on that, but I've kind of heard silence Nothing. on Dermot. So I think that could kind of signal the fact we might be looking to to deal him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you said, the Bogosian signing says a lot, whether it's – I think that kind of brings it down to do we trust Sandine or do we trust Dermot? And yeah. we can't have both um, because we need to sign Mikhaev and we're right up against the cap now. So unless we – we would need to trade two guys, probably Kerfoot and – hall maybe yeah hall hall's making a little
0: bit much too like two million dollars <laughs> like two million dollars for a guy who's gonna play like on the bottom pair is pretty good but not on the leafs like they need the two million dollars they gotta free yeah that up.
1: exactly they need the two million dollars so i think and i don't know if that's a move they're gonna want to make it seems to me that dubas and keith have a lot of confidence in in hall i think
0: it's the same with dermot though if you listen to kyle dubas's interviews like he always talks about dermot being part of their future plans but i just don't see it I don't see it at all like they want to give Dermot the playing time he's saying that he likes his growth he likes the improvement that he's been making and I'm sure like there's so many Travis Dermot fans in Leafs Nation they, they love Travis Dermot. Yeah. oh and yeah it. like and the story have... and everything
1: yeah. homegrown guy
0: yeah. right but but at, at the same time like they're getting rid of some of the younger guys like Janssen's gone Kapanen's gone Kerfit might be gone Dermot is kind of falls into that category now, where he's been in the league for you know two, three, three years maybe two or three years, Mm -hmm. and there hasn't been too much improvement with him, and it's it's kind of looking like he's gotten worse. Um, And I think they want him to develop more into that defensive style of play, and he just hasn't like in his first year, um, you know, he was able to rush the puck more. He was playing. you know, more offensive. And there, he was getting a chance on the second power play line. Um, but now it's, it seems like he's, he's on, the bottom play, on the bottom pair. Uh, he's getting some more opportunities on the penalty kill. I just, don't, I just don't see him as that defensive player. I don't think that's what the Leafs need. You know, they have Riley already. They have Sandin, who's going to be offensive. They have Liljegren, who's going to be offensive probably. Do they really need Travis Dermott now? And especially in, in a year now that they need the cap space, I think they move on from him because you can get something for him.
1: Yeah, no, I I could see that. He definitely has a market out there. There's a lot of teams that aren't in a position to win right now that would be looking for, for a defenseman, just about 10 or his prime. I think, I think in the, like you said, it looks like he's gotten worse. I think probably on the Leafs in this system, I think he's shown what he is and what he can be in this system. I think, if he moves on, gets a fresh start, I think he could be a, a top four guy at some point in his career. I don't think he can do that on the Leafs, especially just with all the guys they have queued up in front of him. Um, and I think it's just another case of of a guy being forced into a role he might not necessarily be comfortable with. We saw that with Spezza last year, where they were expecting him to be fourth line center tough gritty guy when he hasn't been that in his career he's been a skilled player obviously slowing down with his age but it seemed like Babcock was trying to paint him into a corner give him this role that he might not have been ready for so it's it kind of smells of the same same circumstance with with Dermott where like you said his his earlier time he's getting more offensive opportunities more shots on the power play now he's on the bottom pair expected to just play defensively on the power, on the penalty kill, play defensively. So, yeah, I think on a team where he could play more minutes and play more offensively, I think he could show the type of player he could be, but I just don't think that's the Leafs. Yeah. And I think with the cap crunch we're under, which it seems like we're always under, and I think we will always be under, we could, yeah. see, him, we could see him move. And, yeah, like you said, we, we could get something for him. Um, we could package him with Kerfoot for – another defenseman or just draft picks I don't know I it would suck to lose two roster guys for just draft picks. so I don't think Dubas would make a move like that I think if we're going to give up two roster guys we would get a roster guy in return Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it it, it'll be interesting to see we have a lot of a lot of options like it seems like we have every year it's it can go a million different directions so yeah I I would not be at all surprised to see Dermott and or Kerfoot off this team before uh, before next season starts.
0: Yeah, and I think even if they trade them, like like they could trade them for you know a top four defenseman who plays on the right side. But you could also just do it for prospects and draft picks, and then go out in free agency and get a guy like Sammy Vatnin or Travis Hamonic, who are still available, and their prices are probably a bit lower now since they've obviously lasted another like two weeks since free agency started um so obviously the the market isn't there for those guys you might be able to get them at a a lower price um let's talk about the the big signing now joe thornton that that was surprising that was surprising i I never thought it was going to happen i thought he was set on returning to san jose he's going to retire there um and he still might retire there he could go back next year um not if not even not if he wins the cup i'll tell you that if he if he wins the cup i think he's 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 done Um, but yeah, one year league minimum 700 K, which was huge, huge for the Leafs. Like, I like the signing a lot. Um, like I know he's 41 years old. Uh, he's not the same player that he used to be, but he's still one of the game's best passers. Uh, he's going to be a huge addition in the locker room. Um, and on the bench too. I think the Leafs need a guy on the bench. who's going to be more vocal. Uh, it's going to be Joe Thornton. Like, it's it's a great signing. He's going to pl- probably play third or fourth line, depending if they trade Kerfoot or not. I think if they do trade Kerfoot, then Thornton's going to play third line center. If they keep him, then uh, probably fourth line center, unless they decide to move Kerfoot to the wing. But uh, you never know. Um, but then he's going to play on the second power play, most likely. It's a great signing. I really like it. Tyler, what are your thoughts on it?
1: again it's kind of like the Bogosian signing you can't go wrong with with a guy for that little money he brings tons of experience tons of poise tons of um I think accountability tons of passion he's he's won not the Stanley Cup obviously but he's won at international level he's played with Taveras in the past for example so they might have a little bit of chemistry there, Tavares being the captain, it it will be good to to kind of have Thornton to to feed off of as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, again, not a signing that's going to blow this team out of the water, make us uh, shoo-in for for a long playoff run. But um, I think it's it's tough to say that that it was a bad signing. To me... it's it's tough thinking we might have uh, two guys. I, I'm not sure how old Spezza is. He's in his late 30s, yeah, I think. So yeah, 38 or something. Two guys in their late 30s, early 40s as our potential 3-4 center. I think that's a little bit scary um, going into a season with two guys of that age. I mean, Spezza showed last year he can play a full year and stay healthy, but who knows with that age, an injury could spell disaster. And I, I just don't know much depth we have up the middle anymore Frederick Gauthier is gone um, if we trade Kerfoot uh, he'll be gone too so it might we might have to get creative maybe move Nylander back to center um, make moves like that if we see injuries so I think that's one thing to consider um, I think like we said the Bogosian signing kind of the writings on the wall for Dermot or Sandine. I think this might say the writings on the wall for Kerfoot and He's looking like the the main trade chip we have right now. Um, you could, in a crazy universe, look at Nylander. I personally would not be too upset if we saw Nylander traded, but that's that's just me. I know there's a lot of Leafs fans that love him. I love him in the regular season, but I don't think he's a playoff player. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think you could do a lot worse than than Thornton in the in a third line center role. I just hope he can stay healthy and giving, giving a guy like potentially we're seeing Robertson on, on that third line there with probably Wayne Simmons, maybe I think giving Robertson the chance to play with, with a guy like Thornton um, with just that experience would, would do, would be great for Robertson at such a young age um, to, to kind of give him that boost playing with, with such a good playmaker like Thornton. He still shows that he can make great passes even at his age. So Mm -hmm um i think it could could spell a great year for for Robertson if they get the chance to uh, to play together
0: yeah i think Robertson definitely should get a shot i could even see him in the top 6 potentially maybe they move Mikhaev down to the third line put him with as of right now kerfoot and they also signed jimmy v c which we don't really need to talk about but he's an option for for the third line uh alexander Barabonov is another option for the third line who they have simmons um, Pierre Engvall, who mm-hmm. is kind of hasn't really been talked too much about um, as of right now, I don't think he would be in the lineup. I think he's a healthy scratch. Um, maybe we see him traded because he was signed to a contract over a million dollars, and they might need that money. Um, but he's also good on the penalty kill. He could he could play center if if one of those guys gets hurt, then maybe they he they move uh, him over to center. Um, but I think this. This is probably, like with the Thornton signing now, I would say this is the closest the Leafs have been, at least on paper. And it's, it's tough to say on paper because we haven't actually seen them on the ice. But I think this is the closest they've been in the Matthews era to winning the cup, this roster. Really? Yeah.
1: More so than the hype around last year?
0: Yeah. I would, I would definitely think so. I think this team is more complete. If you look at their back end, especially, I would take Brody over Barry. I would take. But
1: you're saying that in hindsight, I think there was a. Last year, I was feeling a lot more confident than I do this year because we didn't know that Barry was going to put in the performance that he put in. I think there was a lot of hype around Barry. I thought he was going to be good. I felt good in Matthews and Marner keeping it up, Tavares keeping it up. But. I don't know. Just the way we went out this year, I'm just – I feel completely demoralized with this team. I don't think we're in a better place than we were last year. I think – I just – Tavares is looking slow already. Um, already? And he has already? many years <laughs> to go on his contract at $11 million a year. Um, I think Hall potentially being a top four guy for another year is – scary to say yeah, the least. Okay, yeah. I think Marinchen still being on this roster is the scariest part. <laughs> yeah, I um, don't think he's gonna play though. <laughs> I don't think either, but just seeing his name and the this the healthy scratch still uh still's gonna give me anxiety, terrible flashbacks yeah. and anxiety. But yeah, I don't know. For me, I don't feel like maybe it's just because I'm I just feel so
0: You're so gutted out at
1: this so point. So gutted just... and demoralized, but I feel like I don't know if we you can say we're in a worse spot than we were last year but I definitely feel like the hype that there was surrounding the team last year it's it's nowhere near that level this year.
0: Really? I I'm I'm the complete opposite way because I think like I think Dubas has done a phenomenal job this offseason. Like I don't know if that if that's, you know, uh if that's wrong. I think he's done a good job though. Like adding in the veterans adding in more physicality to the team. I think they're more of a complete team now. Because last year, like, yeah, they got Barry, Yeah, they got Kerfoot. And then, yeah, that was exciting. I, I forgot. It was, it was actually really exciting at, at the start. Tyson Barry, like, you expect him to get 60 points. He's going to play with Riley. Like, they're going to be dynamite. But then you also look at, okay, this team isn't going to be good defensively, though. And now that season is passed. Things didn't go as planned. And now you know what they need. Dubas has done everything, I think, to help improve what they needed the most, which was defense and physicality. Simmons, Thornton, uh, Bogosian. These guys are hungry to win. Bogosian knows how to win. Uh, Thornton's won on different levels. He hasn't won the Cup, but he's hungry. I I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be better than the Patrick Marlowe signing. Um,
1: For sure. Yeah, no question about that. The Patrick Marlowe signing, I think everyone knew it was too much money. Right off yeah, the bat, yeah. too many years. Um, yeah, the the Thornton signing for me is better than the Marlow signing for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to me, that's just third-line center doesn't really push the needle that much for the I don't team. Even... I, I, I agree with you in saying that considering the constraints that are on Dubas, he's done the best that he could have done this offseason. But you, again, have to realize that the constraints that Dubas is under is completely Dubas' doing. His fault. Yeah, true. Signing these guys to massive deals, having seemingly no bargaining power, is why we're in this position where we've had to trade Kapanen. We've had to trade Janssen. Janssen. We've had to trade... It seems like it's Marlowe. Oh, <laughs> we've had to trade Marlowe giving up a first round pick to just for somebody to take a year of salary off, off our books. We're probably we're uh, going yeah, to have right. to trade yeah. Dermot or we're going to have to trade Kerfoot. I, I know trades come with building a team, but back to our baseball conversation, it seems like the homegrown pieces are the real, the core of your team. And yeah, we have a good core with Matthews, Marner, Riley, Nilander, but you look at the guys. Janssen was grown here. Kapanen wasn't drafted by us, but he developed here. Yeah. Um. Trevor Moore. Dur- yeah. Trevor Moore. Um, Dermot. Dermot developed here. So it, Hall, yeah. just just seeing mm-hmm. those guys leave, it, it's tough to build a culture on your team when. Your lineup has that much turnover. It seems like the last three years, it's just been a revolving door there, and it's it's tough to build a, a winning culture when you have that much turnover in your lineup. Like
0: that's true. I look okay. at our
1: wingers, and it's on the wing. You you can't say we're in a stronger position than we were last year.
0: No, for sure. Winger, winger is the that... winger is the place that we've taken the biggest hit for sure. We lost. Mm-hmm two of our, our best wing, wingers. And we also might lose Kerfoot who can play the wing. Um, but I th- I think in terms of defense, and that's what we need the most. We needed the defense and we get TJ Brody, we get Bogosian. We might get another guy as well. And I think that's a win. I think you have to kind of even it out a little bit. I think keeping Frederick Anderson is also a big thing, not trading him, keeping him. I like him in net. Um, and I think... I think our offense will be okay without the, the depth on the wing because I still think we have depth on the wing. Like that was our strongest point depth on the wing. Right. And even when you trade Kapanen and Janssen, you still have Bear You still have Mikheyev. You still have Jimmy Vesey. Who knows what he's going to be. And Janssen didn't have the best year. He was injured for most of it. Uh, Kapanen... Uh, He was okay. He didn't have the greatest year, but he can play on the penalty kill power play. So he's, he's good special teams wise. Um, Simmons will be good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not concerned with the offense because we have the studs. We have, we have Matthews. We we know we're going to score goals and we had to fix the defense. And I like the defense a lot more. Um, And then I want to bring up, like, I guess we'll go back to baseball a little bit. I want to talk about the Jays in back in 2015, when they brought in guys like Josh Donaldson, uh, Russell Martin, um, Tulo, David Price, like veterans who um, have been around the league for a while, who bring in a lot of experience and who can still play. And that's what it seems like the Leafs have done. You know, Joe Thornton is kind of like the Russell Martin, I guess you could say. Uh, Wayne Simmons is like the, uh, the Tulo or David Price. Well, he's not that big, but... Um, but you get what I mean, like bringing in these older guys who can play. Um, I think that that's what they need. Um, I'm also looking back at like the Pittsburgh Penguins roster in 2009, and that mix that they had with the young guys and the old guys, like they had Sidney Crosby playing with Bill Guerin, a 21-year-old playing with a guy who's 38 years old, and that worked out. Uh, Ruslan Fedotenko, uh, Max Talbot, uh, Paul Bisonette and Ryan Whitney. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to Spin Chick with the podcast. Um, they, they had a good mix there. And I think that's kind of what the Leafs are trying to copy. You know, you need a good balance between the veterans and the young guys. And I think that's what they're doing. And I think that this is still the best team uh, or this, this is the, the best shot they have at winning the Cup still. I, I have a lot more faith, faith in this team than, than I did last year, to be honest. I think we're closer to winning.
1: Well, I mean... I, I think I, we're uh... closer
0: to winning in the playoffs. Like, regular season, we might take a step back. But when we get into the playoffs and you add in the guys that, that, uh, that we've acquired so far, we'll be a better playoff team. Do you agree with that?
1: I can see it. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I like you. I can't, I can't picture us losing in the first
0: round with guys like Joe Thornton and Zach Bogosian and, and Wayne Simmons. Like, they will not accept losing in the first round.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, those guys are not our our top players. It takes the guys at the top to step up. and
0: It's going to be a ripple effect, in my I've opinion. Said though. i said it once, like, and yeah.
1: I'll say it again. William Nylander, Matthews, and Marner are not playoff guys. Yeah, they can go out and get a goal. Yeah, they can go out and make a big play but they're not going to consistently in a 7 game series make every play that they need to make. And obviously not every play every player is going to make mistakes and that's just part of being human. But they're not going to they don't do the little things. They don't they don't I don't see them putting in that 110% effort that guys like you were saying the 2009 Penguins, you Sidney Crosby has always given 110%, Malkin, Latang flurry like you you have a that core group of four guys do you see anybody on this roster that that looks like they're on the same level as those guys or you look at okay. yeah. the, you look at the capitals with you have Ovechkin and Holtby obviously not last year but when they won the cup they Ovechkin Holtby Backstrom on defense you have John Carlson like I just I don't see our nucleus of guys matching up with The teams that have won the cup over the last couple years i just i don't see the players yeah they're putting in the same not necessarily not necessarily the same effort i think it's something that you can't really teach i think it's just something that some players have and some players don't which is the ability to step up and play during the playoffs like you saw the blackhawks everyone was saying oh they'll be out they, they performed above everybody's expectations and that's because they have Corey Crawford, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Jonathan, not
0: not Seabrook, but yeah, yeah.
1: Patrick Kane, Kane. guys, just guys that have been there, done that, they know what they need to do in the playoffs and they go out and they do it. And for me, like I said, I don't know if it's, if you can teach that. I don't know if if this this series losing and losing to uh to the Blue Jackets I don't know if that if you can say oh that'll be a wake up call because I don't think there's a teachable moment where it clicks and they go oh this is what I have to do to win I think some players have it and some players don't players like Thornton and Simmons and Bogosian can come in and they can help help but- and show guys but those guys are all third fourth line guys and it takes the people it takes your stars to be your stars in the playoffs and yeah well they might be putting up goals and points I just don't see it on the full length of the ice offensive zone the defensive zone then being able to put in the effort necessary for us to to make it all the way in the playoffs I'm not even going to say the words of the trophy that they that you win at the end. I'm not even going to say those two words because I don't want to put it in the same sentence as the Maple Leafs anymore, but I just don't see them having what it takes to make it all the way.
0: Wow. Okay, yeah. Well, if you're right about that, then we're not getting a cup for the next... 20 years oh, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> of
1: course. I, if I'm right about that yeah this this if I'm right about that this core group of players doesn't have a chance of winning and that yeah sucks but I think it's something that Leafs fans <laughs> need to to realize and realize yeah, yeah, that there's I, a yeah. distinct chance that we do not win the cup my my dad has been saying yeah. this to me this is probably my dad speaking and not me but he's <laughs> been saying we, hey we were this good in the 90s didn't win a you cup. You told me this, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I think Leafs fans, especially the the ones even younger than us, need to recognize the fact that we might not win a cup with this group of players. And yeah.
0: We might not win a cup with this group of four players. But I still... I- In my opinion, I think Matthews has taken steps up. I think he can become that guy who is unstoppable in the playoffs. I think Tavares is a little bit on the decline, but he could pick it right back up next year if he plays with Marner. Um, And I think Marner has potential to be that unstoppable guy in the playoffs as well. Nylander is ways away from that, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm never, I don't think any Leafs fans are putting them in the same ballpark. I think it's a big step down from.
0: I don't know if you want to say
1: Matthews, Marner, Taveras, and then way down Nylander. That would be my ranking of of (laughs) our four guys. Um, Yeah, I think, honestly, I would not love to see it, but I would not be upset to see Nylander leave in a trade this offseason. If it means getting another top four defenseman that has been proven in the league, to show some defensive ability i don't even care if we play the most boring brand of defensive hockey next year if if we have brody riley muzzin and another defensive guy i don't know Uyghur. even, even more than a Uyghur. if yeah knee if, if Right, right if
0: knee yeah, traded yeah we could get someone good
1: we can get someone better than Weger. If we have those three plus another solid defensive guy, like
0: Jacob Slavin on uh, Carolina.
1: It, I mean, I I think he's probably untouchable. But yeah, guys in that ballpark there. I think if we get another one of those guys and only have to give up a Nylander in return, I would be, I would be feeling probably the I, same as yeah. you're feeling about this I, team. We need another defenseman, Hall. In a top four role is not going to get us playoff success.
0: Okay, but like we could, I still think we are going to get a top four defenseman. I think we'll trade Kerfoot and Dermot for for a defenseman. I don't know if it's going to be the caliber as someone we would get for Nylander, but I think we'll get someone who can play on the top four. Um, but um so you think that like here's here's where I'm at I'm at with Nylander. Like I like the contract six point nine million dollars for a guy who can score thirty goals a year is is very good. Um, but in terms of the playing style and the playoffs, it, it's, it's not worth the money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Marner, it's like, it's the opposite. Like, this guy's making a ton of money. I hate the contract, but I like him better as a player because of his work ethic and, and what he can be in, in the playoffs. So I don't know where Dubis is at, though. I think he's a bit stubborn. The fact that he signed all these four guys to big contracts, he wants to prove people wrong that. You know he can actually get it done. He said we can and we will. Um, He said he said that in terms of we're gonna sign these four players. I don't know if he meant it in terms of we're gonna sign these players and then win the cup. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what where he's at. And if I was Kyle Dubas, I'm definitely considering trading William Nylander. But I still think that there's a way around it. That that it could work. And I think that's that's what Kyle's looking at. I think trading Kerfoot. Is, is where he's at right now?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely think trading Nylander would be a loss resort. If we don't see significant success this year in the playoffs, I think Nylander should be out the door, and I yeah. think Leafs fans will want him out the door. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, let's give him another chance. We do have the opportunity to maybe work around it by trading Kerfoot, Dermott, like you said. Um, if we're out in the first round next year... I think Kyle Dubas could be fired. Oh, I I hope he's fired. Yeah, I I he would need to be fired. I would think Keith should be fired too, if we're out in the first round. Maybe yeah. Um,
0: depends on the GM that comes in, but he yeah. might want his own coach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I would be surprised to see Neilander go. Um, just like you said, he signed all those guys themselves. Those were kind of his first moves as the GM, to to get those guys secured. Um, so I think, I think right now at this point, it would be kind of a shock to see Nylander traded. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be upset about it, yeah. but I would be, I would be shocked. Like I think most Leafs fans would be, um, especially with the chance to, to package Kerfoot and Dermott and maybe whoever else you want and in, in a move for a defenseman. I just, the, the one, the one, thing that's always going to be the thorn in our side is the cap and with the cap not going up this year who knows if it's going to go up at all next year i mean it, it should but it probably won't go up as much as people are were thinking it could have before covid came in um so you just you just never know um and getting a top four guy it comes with with a price tag obviously like you saw Brody for 5 million which i think is fairly reasonable obviously prices came down this offseason with with the pandemic but trading Kerfoot and Dermot, Dermot not even being signed that clears only three and a half million in cap space and we still have Mikhaev to sign so it it puts you in a tough position although he might not want to trade Nylander he might see that he has to trade Nylander just with the the cap predicament we're in right now
0: yeah we. Might, yeah I know he might have to but I I still think that that Dubas is looking at other options. Brandon Pritom always has something up his sleeve. I think we'll sneak in, like we'll have a good roster. We'll we'll sneak in right right below the cap. Um we're not going to have any flexibility to like make moves at the deadline or anything. Like this is our team like unless there unless we do trade Neelander or something at the deadline which there's like no way that's going to happen. Um yeah. I mean the Leafs are always fascinating to talk about there's so much to talk about with this team well, um, even the goalie even...
1: situation you touched on it a bit keeping Anderson but now we have Campbell as the backup I think he's making 1. 1.4 1. 1.5 yeah, something right, like yeah. that we just signed Aaron Dell to $800,000 I think for a year so that's more than half a million you're saving they couldn't if if Campbell puts in a couple shoddy performances they might look at just shipping him out to to somebody who will take him they might have to attach a draft pick to him to, to they might have that to do that, off yeah. the hands but mm-hmm. yeah I think signing Dell was a good move just as depth who he'll be there if Campbell falls he'll be there if there's an injury Um, I think it's I I'm not sure exactly how good his numbers were I think he's I think he's had one or two decent seasons. I think he's a solid a really solid third option and I think if Campbell sure. stumbles, I think he would be a solid second option and like I said it's a chance to save another $600,000 and with the Leafs where they are every cent counts. So that could be another move they've they've made. One thing I will give Dubas a lot of credit for since he's come in is he's given us flexibility. Although it sounds dumb to say that when he's Tied thirty-three million dollars up in three players. He has still managed to sign the pieces surrounding them to reasonable contracts. Even Nylander is is a reasonable deal you could look at moving. Like you look at Jeff Skinner, for example, nine million a year. You saw his performance last year. That contract is looking like another Kyle Lepoza contract yeah. for uh, for the Sabers. Um, Kyle Pozo now is fourth liner, so. Um, he has done a good job at making the surrounding pieces movable and you've seen them moved with the moves he's made so far. So I think he, he has been able to to make the secondary players on the team flexible. And there's obviously downsides that come with that. We talked about the fact of having a lot of turnover every year might not be the best thing to build up a winning culture, but mm-hmm sometimes you need change and
0: sometimes has, it works.
1: Yeah. He has given the Leafs the chance to be able to make changes with, with the contracts. He signed the secondary players. Yeah. So he hasn't you're been going to give him credit too. somewhere.
0: Yeah. He that's hasn't been quiet mean. at all. Like right, right when he came in, John Tavares, let's sign him up. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, making that Tyson Berry move. That's what the fans wanted. They, they wanted to get, that defenseman uh, traded away Kadri, but you get a winger back slash a center. That trade looked good. Like you can't really complain. Like nobody thought that trade was going to go as bad as it did. And then you know the fans wanted some help on the back end this offseason. They wanted some uh, help in the bottom six, and, and Dubis did that. Um, I think he's listening to the fans a lot, um, which is something that the GMs in in past years with the Leafs haven't really been able to do. Um, they've kind of just done their own thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I want to talk about the McKayev thing a little bit. Uh, they got to sign him. Uh, there was a report today from Elliot that I think McKayev's asking for a one year deal at 2.7. And then the Leafs offered two years at, I believe it was $1 million. Yeah. So, million uh, per year. yeah, I, where, what do you think? he's gonna end up getting like I could see him getting somewhere in the low twos and I think that's a a, an acceptable contract if the Leafs could get him for two years that would be phenomenal but I'm not sure I think McKay wants to take a one-year deal that he can like bet on himself because he was injured for the uh end of last season um but if he's healthy I think he he could make he could make around three million dollars next year for sure
1: yeah yeah I think I think it's more realistic that he'll get a one-year deal. I think if it's a one-year deal, it has to be around the $2 million mark. I think 2.7 is a bit steep for yeah. just a one-year deal. Um, yeah, with, with the cow crunch we're under right now, like I wouldn't want to go over more than like, 2.2, 2.3 for a yeah. one-year deal for him. I think that'll probably end up looking like a good deal um, by the end of the year. Whether or not we're going to be able to re-sign him next off-season is a different story because we'll have Anderson if we're going to re-sign him or get a new goalie in we'll have to deal with Hyman because I think I think losing Hyman would be an incredibly large blow to this team more so than people think he would be I think he's been kind of the ever-present guy he hasn't gotten a lot of flack he's just shown up I think he's one of those guys we talked about playoff performance he kind of embodies that for the Leafs and he'll get a significant raise um if he wants to stay he'll probably have to take a bit of a discount whether or not he's going to want to do that I think he you could do a lot worse than playing with Matthews for the rest of your career so I think he would be um it would be not wise of him to just look for money signing elsewhere but if he wants to do that that's his prerogative um, Yeah. If, yeah, the Leafs, if the Leafs
0: re-sign him, though, like he's probably going to ask between four and five million dollars, and I don't know if they could afford that. Well, that's, that's what I mean. He could like, probably. Freddie would. Get... Freddie would have to leave. You'd have to sign a goalie for cheaper. Uh, you'd you probably have to move on from Morgan Riley then, and I don't know if the Leafs would want to keep Riley or keep Hyman instead. So, I don't know. It's tricky well, stuff. Maybe maybe at that yeah. point you trade, Nylander or Marner.
1: Marner would free up a
0: ton of cap space
1: if you get rid of I him. I don't think Marner's a movable contract. Yeah, uh, yeah. I that, think those true. contracts they've signed aren't movable. I think the only one of the big four that's movable is Nylander. And I think when it comes down to it, we might just be forced to to move him next offseason. I think next offseason will be even more interesting than this offseason, too, to be perfectly honest. I think there's a lot more... Is, Depends is what happens. Riley up is Riley a free agent after this year? I thought he. No, one he's, got another, yeah, he's got a okay, Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, so at least it's not Riley and Anderson coming up. But yeah, there'll be some big names out there next year. So when we have this conversation next year, it's uh, it'll be even more interesting than this year. But yeah, back to Mikhaev. I think um, I think he'll probably get a one year deal, kind of around probably two point two five um for the year if we could get him at two years one million per that would be awesome but <laughs> that'd I that'd be amazing that. yeah. um no, yeah we'll no. just have to have to wait and see would uh i i like i said with all the noise we've been hearing surrounding this i think we'll get him signed um and once that happens it'll just be kind of a waiting game to see what's gonna happen with kerfoot slash dermot slash maybe even hall we talked about that a little bit so
0: yeah I think yeah. there could be a trade. I think the trade could happen before they sign him as well. So, I mean, yeah. you, you never know. There could be a trade any day now. I think Purfit's name has been in rumors for, you know, since the start of free agency, really. Um, so, it could happen any day. Like you said earlier, Dermot's name hasn't really come up at all in the arbitration talks. So, maybe they're not even working on anything with him. Um, yeah, it looks like they're prioritizing Mikhaev over him, which I, I would do as well. But... uh yeah. we'll we'll see. Um, I think, I think that's it. I think we've, we've talked about really everything we need to about the lease, So um, yeah, that wraps up the show. Thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and um, yeah, we'll be back next week. See you guys later. Take care and peace.